What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 262. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, cop stuff, prisons, food, family, fighting, blue face, video games, and a bunch of shit. In between all that, thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, back here. Uh, gonna have a busy day. Just so everyone knows, we're gonna record whenever the next music podcast comes out. Recording that next. So this one may go short. You know, I'm, I'll look at my list. Not very long, but I have like a million things I meant to put on it. <laughs> so we'll see what I remember. Um, first thing I'll get to is our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a podcast and mo. Go there. Give us any amount of money. Well, I think it's a dollar or more and you can get early access to the podcast. That early access is whenever I get done and I upload it. And uh, if you give enough, you can be a co-producer like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, it's your boy H2.com and Jackie Daytona, which I've done a little investigation work, not real investigation. They added me on Twitter and they are mutual friends with Kurt Thiz. So now I'm like, is Jackie Daytona Kurt Thiz's alter ego? Because he'll do some shit like that. He'll well, just make up. Rick Deckard on Facebook. Right. So now I'm like, or is it just someone he happens to know? Who knows? Wait. Who he knows? was trying to get so. Not long ago, it sounded like he had a local person he was trying to get on, I thought. Maybe. Maybe that's the person. I don't know. Anyway, shout out Jackie Daytona, whoever it is. Appreciate it. Being a co-producer. Um, we also have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast mode. Go there and get you some uh, cool t-shirts. Hell yeah. Um, all right. First thing I'm going to get to is your brother emailed again, <laughs> again, and uh, he was not happy with me. And uh, I really thought about not reading it, <laughs> but uh, he said he forgot I don't like public opinion. And again, it just just make just give your opinion on your own podcast. I don't know. And uh, he is mad that we didn't read the best point of the email. Because I gave up after fucking all the other shit. And then uh, he said, but he forgot that only our opinions matter. And then his point was something at the end. So went back is that there are a certain type of taser that does have that type of butt. Okay, well, guess what? The one that shit that chick used wasn't. I don't know. Like, and then what? My, my biggest point, the whole thing of this little cop story, the whole reason he went in is he said in the email and I haven't watched the video or seen anything about the story. And it's like, then what the fuck is your opinion worth? You don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. He texts me like the very next morning. I guess he listens to the first thing, like when he's getting off work. I guess he works not shit. He texts, man, what was it he fucking texts me? But I told him if he don't like it, he don't have to listen. And then he called me a jackass and said he's been listening from the beginning, which I don't think is like a, it's like, okay, well, congrats. Appreciate it. But. Oh, he put like Monday at 834. He was like, it wasn't SWAT in that area. EMS wear body armor. He was trying to defend, you know, I said, I, I was, I said, we was talking about conspiracies a little bit. Yeah. And I thought that someone said that they thought that they'd seen the SWAT carry Mr. Floyd off. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just telling me the EMS were body armor. I see. Okay. Sounds like something. Well, I mean, I was just talking about, lover I mean, I, I was just talking about maybe a conspiracy theorist because that was one of the stories that was triggering off that tail end. You know, I was trying to read all of it because I wanted the full story. You know, so I read all the stories. Um, but yeah, 
And then, and then my my whole thing with the with the trigger, it shouldn't be made to look like a Glock whatsoever. It should not be made to look like a gun or act like a gun. It is the less lethal option. It should not resemble a lethal option in any form. And I have no more uh, cop shooting stories on my list here, but there's been more. So, yeah. like, I mean, a thumb trigger would prevent the taser situation. In case, yeah, was. and that was just one specific story. Honestly, the bigger issue is the fact cops show up and it's them versus citizens on site no matter what. And then like the girl with the, like the knife fight thing from last week. Back in. I'm glad you bought that up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the girl with the knife, that's been like a big one that still has been talked about because she called the cops. Cops showed up. Got the girls were attacking her. Defender with knife. Cop waited about six seconds. I think it was the actual time before he shot her. That's crazy. It's crazy. And then for the type of people who are like defending of like, well, what do you think? They have enough. And it's like, right, right. I don't think a cop's job is to like, you call me and I'll show up and kill whoever's on site. Like, I think their job should be like de-escalate the situation. Like teachers every day in high schools all around this country have similar scenarios where people have a knife or a pencil or whatever, and they figure it out without shooting them. So like for people to be like, well, you, what's cop going to do? I'm just, I don't know. I can't get over how like people just automatically jump to defend it when I'm like, I just don't think ever the first reaction should be like kill. I think we should figure out some way to try to lessen the killing of people. And again, I'm not talking about scenarios where people have guns and they're like actively attacking people. But guess what? Almost all those situations you find, they take all those people in peacefully. They like talk them down with the fucking mediator and shit. So it's just, it's wild. But yeah, what's your point? Well, so I got to find, because we talked about this and like you said, I'm not going to write you an email. I mean, I kind of gave my opinion, but I hadn't seen the video. Right. I went back and watched the video, and there are a couple of things on it. The girl did have a knife. I guess he's supposed to protect the other girl, because, I mean, I wouldn't want my girl getting, you know, killed. I ain't better say time. I'm trying to look like you. I don't want the killing. But what I noticed is when the cop pulled up, I really didn't see much going on. He gets out of the car. Next thing you know, it breaks out right in front of him, because... What I seen was they was moving. Absolutely not a fucking thing was going on. The cop shows up. They start fighting. That's what I seen. Right. In my opinion. That's what how I viewed it. But a girl sitting there holding a knife like this, clearly looking like she's going to stab someone. In my opinion, the cop had the right to shoot her. I don't think he should have shot to kill her. I think he should have tried to stop her. But he was protecting the other individual. I mean, mate, I just... You can't say, and again, if it's up to just a person who I don't think has probably the best judgment in some of these scenarios, and maybe they do, but it's a crazy scenario, I don't think that particular girl was going to kill someone in the next however many seconds. Myself. I don't know. Right. I th- maybe he could have tapped, but the girl still would have got stabbed had she hit an artery. You know, the 1% right. out there, right? For sure. Because we got to argue the 1%. And that's what it all is. People that... Just like when Powell a long time ago on this podcast uh, was saying when he got his concealed carry license, the whole thing's like, as long as you have a defense of why you shot that person, you'll always get away with like, that's there. You're taught to always be thinking that way. Like, and it's, it's fucked. I don't know. But, but that whole video just, that, that whole video stunk the cop side, how it took place. I don't know if that's trying to set him up. A cop shouldn't have shot that fast. Technically by the book, they're supposed to give three verbal warnings. I only heard two. I see. I see. Well, any law book whatsoever, you have to give three warnings. There was only two given. And even that one, that one's a pretty crazy one because that one's not like the ones where it's like a traffic stop and someone's like, for instance, I saw a story the other day uh, where a guy was fleeing because he had a warrant and the cop shot him in the back of the head. I mean, killed him, shot him in the back. 
And I'm like, I just don't think running away because you have a warrant is like a reason to be shot. Okay, following. Right. That's how they. So, and another thing I've looked into a little bit because other countries, like I said, I don't think have these problems. The biggest difference, uh, and I'm not trying to insult anyone. It's an officer. My grandfather was just a correctional officer growing up when I was a kid, and he went to trainings every year for like a week off at OSU or whatever, where he went to these fucking boot camp things and shit. It's like, I know he'd done training, um, but in other countries, they have like, you get like a real degree. You know, like you get like a lot of training and they have very little killings like this. They have way different procedures where I think in America, it's like an average. It's 18 months, if anything. Other countries, like we've known towns to just hire whoever, you know, right. um, gets elected. You can get elected to be a cop in some towns, you know, and shit. So, uh, yeah, because look at the bellies. They're not passing that fucking runner test. Right. I am sorry. They are not more athletic than me and I'll own them on the fucking ground. That's why they can't. That's why they shoot people. You got a crooked foot. Yeah, because they're. <coughs> They're old fat boys. They don't want to run. That's yeah. a lazy excuse. I mean, they're basically doing a lazy excuse right there when they're shooting people in the back. I agree. I mean, we've said it every fucking week that they all should just be training jujitsu. And yes, uh, well, so see, we when I went stuff. to the, uh, I worked at the prison. Um, we had two weeks of classwork, bookwork, hands-on, how to cuff, how to deal with situations. I mean, they even had a. Uh, Upper officers come in and put on inmate suits and act roles like actual fighting and whatnot, you know, and we had to get in there and we had to practice all this stuff. And then basically the way they're teaching the courses, you can take that paper to the uh, college and get a college credit for it. And uh, then the next year you have to recertify, but the recertifies that are only like two, two days you know, two class settings, you know, kind of condensed down. But what happens is you go out there and then all of a sudden someone's not ready to work in a prison. They walk in and them inmates start hard at him. They get scared. They quit. Oh, next thing you know, you're eight people down. I mean, to me, two weeks is not near enough. I mean, no, but that, that's, I mean, that's what they gave you. Right. And so, they, and then you got stuck on your own one versus 120 inmates. Right. And even in Amer- American prison system, I mean, there are worse ones in the world, in, all in South Africa or South no, Africa, South America and uh, in Asia. They definitely have worse prisons than we do. But there are countries that have way better prisons and they have people that like, never come back because like they taught them how to do a job while they were in jail. You know, like there are ways, but we definitely throw people in a cage and we're like, all right. Well, they ha- they have classes and stuff, but most, from what I witnessed in two years, is most of them are going and learning how to be better criminals. Right. I'm saying that's exactly what I've witnessed. There's a few. I don't yes. know if it's just the American way, um, but there is something about the way American prison systems work that does that to people where in other developed countries, it isn't quite like that. Well, the so there's something go- we are doing wrong is what well, I'm saying. Well, it's because all the bosses, you know, we, we praise, everybody praises the government for walking away, all these assholes and gang leaders and all that. Well, guess who's still running the streets? They are. Right. I mean, the world's being ran from the inside out. It's still being ran by the prison people. Oh, I've seen Orange is the New Black. I, I gotcha. It's pretty realistic. <laughs> I mean, even the soaps they use, man. Uh, all right. Another big, huge story that happened this week. I didn't really want to talk about more cop stuff, but it does seem every fucking week. Oh, and I guess something to counteract that uh, real quick. I listen to Bill Simmons podcast, every single one. It's like my one of my podcast titles or whatever. And um, he, when all the Black Lives Matter stuff kind of started, people were giving him shit for not being woke enough about it and so he basically gave uh some black celebrity people they were like very well known in that 
community, a podcast on the ringer, uh, which is his podcast network. And uh, so they come on every once in a while and they discuss things that are going on and I always listen. And I'm, I definitely always feel like an ally and all that stuff. You know, I feel like I'm pretty good. All right there, but he was mentioning certain things that they were trying to do these certain movements to help the black community. And one of them they touched on that I don't necessarily agree with, or it's hard for me to wrap my head around it is they were like, for instance, you know, the drug war, right? Uh, it, indiscriminately targets black people. Most people would say because black people are more likely to smoke weed or the more likely to get arrested for it. It's like an excuse for cops to arrest black people. Like that's a argument that's been happening for a long time because back in like the jazz age, they were kind of the only people to smoke weed. And so, um, in that same vein, they're basically saying, uh, you know, in certain states, they have different minimal amounts of, of money that makes it a felony. So, like, in some states, you have to sell, like, $1,000 worth of stuff, and then it's a felony. And in other states, it's, like, $500 worth of stuff and all that shit. So, anyway, this guy claimed, and again, this something that's hard for me to understand, that having a low threshold of that, of stealing to become a felon, is racist. Because it indiscriminately targets minorities because they're more likely to steal or be caught stealing or something like that. And so their goal is to like in New York state to get that item raised to $2,000. Cause he said, and I quote, because I don't think just cause someone steals a couple cell phones, they should become a felon. And again, maybe I don't think they should either, but I think it's weird to be like, no, no, we're going to make it where like, we're not going to punish stealing. That's weird. Right. But then again, maybe that goes against other things I've said on this podcast about drugs and other things, but as long as Adam gets replaced and like they do, I don't know, pay a fine, man. I guess maybe, yeah. If there's no assault that happened while stealing, pay a fine. If it's not violent, I could get behind that. Get behind that. Uh, but it is—it's just a weird thought to be like, we're going to help out these communities by making crimes less punishable. And it's like, huh? Okay. I just haven't thought about it, and uh, ever since I've heard it, I was like, that's just interesting to me. Yeah. So, what was the? There was like a difference between uh. It was like the only difference between it being called a robbery, uh, burglary versus uh, something else. A theft. Was, yeah. Was whether someone got assaulted or, or someone was there, basically, whether there was an altercation. Right. If there was no altercation, it was just robbery, and it should be a lesser charge. Gotcha. I Makes think, sense. I think. I mean, okay, they broke, they entered, they broke the law. They got caught. Punish them, make them pay the fines, and you get your shit back or brand new shit. Someone's got to pay for it. I don't know how that happens, but. Right. I mean, I think the problem is, because I feel this as well, is someone like me who I say, well, I would never steal anything. You know, I'm not the top. I, because I know I would never break that law, I'm like, punish them to the fucking maximum. You know, like, there's something inside you that's like, then, fuck them. Then you watch uh, little <laughs> little tor- uh, stories growing up of Aladdin, you know, just stealing some bread so he can eat. Yeah, that's only $1,000 worth of stuff. I know, but these crackheads might be still $1,000 and feeding these uh, that was baby, no crackhead. These uh, crack whore uh, mama kids. No, you know, feeding them crack. That's all they're feeding. Um, I've seen well, the wire. Why do I keep seeing the crackheads over at the damn gift box then? The little Don's Monument? The little uh, donation uh, box? Yeah. Okay, but there was a dude driving and had this... 10-foot stick hanging out of his handlebars, tweaked out of a sucking Yeah, mind. I saw that guy. <laughs> you seen him there, too. Okay. Well, no, I've seen the guy riding around this 10-foot stick. They showed up a day and just loading stuff up. I'm like, obviously, you ain't eight in days. Right. But you ain't hungry, either. Yeah, I do find those little donation drop-offs pretty interesting. Uh, there's one there. I don't know if there's any others in town, but I know there was... Uh, one and we've lived in Madol for a minute. I noticed one where people basically just put their old canned goods and old food, and if someone wants them, they can come get them. I don't know who. Or like all the extra stuff because commodities give so much that people don't use. 
That's a lot what goes in there. I see. I mean, like a bunch. You've seen commodity boxes. Yeah. You ain't going to use probably seventy percent of that. It's shit. It's not that good. You know, that's a non-popular opinion on here. Pow, I used to go get them when we lived together because he was native. You know, he get some. Uh, the cheese was okay. And it was kicks, and I was like, "Bro, kicks is the worst. It don't taste like anything. There's no sugar on it." No, I um, had to put sugar on kicks. I don't yeah. mind kicks, but I had to cover. You had sugar. to cover, yeah. So, um, but but anyway, we get everyone's but peanut not butter. Lot. I mean, back in the day, the peanut butter and the commodity cheese back in the day was great, but since the '80s, man, it ain't the same. I, mean, I can't compare anything because. My mom has horrible taste in food. It just wasn't something she cared about. She, I, in hindsight, I shouldn't even give her shit. She was 18 when I was born. You know what the fuck she know? She was just fuck winging it. But I'm just all the time like, I can't believe you fed me this. Or like, I still can. I'll never forget coming home from college. And I just happened to be in the kitchen watching her get dinner ready. And she took three pork chops out of the packaging, put them on a little bacon dish and put them right in the oven. Just straight like that. I went, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm making pork chops. I was like, is that how you've done that our whole life? And she was like, yeah, what are you talking about? I was like, so you're telling me you just open the package and you just put them right on the bacon sheet and put them right in the oven. You don't do anything else. And she goes, no, what else would you need to go? I don't know. Season them, some oil, some anything, butter, sauce, like fucking. They there's had a mil- to stink. I bet I hate, I bet you hated doing her dishes. She didn't put no oil or nothing. I'm sure she put them on foil. Oh, okay. So oh, it wouldn't foil. stick, okay. but it was all, and I mean, the, it's pork, so it's going to get, there is fat or whatever, yeah. but I was like, yeah, I never had it. Like, I always had so much salt and pepper after the fact, and my dad would too, but like, that never happens to me now, right? Like, no, no one is ever having to salt the meat I cook. Right. You know, like, maybe you add a little salt to the other stuff. Every now and then, I might miss a little salt on potatoes or the side right. veggie. Right. But the meat, no, we usually end up marinating our meat before we cook a few hours. I don't know. That's what we do. Yeah. Even pork chops. I marinate my pork chops. So, anyway. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's kind of like growing up, like I know I've said before, I thought I didn't like steak. <laughs> you have to that. I know. I mean, triple X well done. Come on, man. You've cooked every, all the nutrients out of it. I mean, my dad is a well done, not a super well done, like it seems your family was. And so I enjoyed steaks, but I hated when I got a black burnt little. I was like, am I eating charcoal? That's always thought it was I, charcoal. I was like, fuck that. Give me beef jerky. Right. Yeah. Shit. Um, but my grandfather, he wouldn't make them quite as well. But he's probably more of a done person. And the thing that sticks out the most, and I still I use Worcestershire sauce because of him, is that was his one season. It's like we're making burgers, and he would put Worcestershire sauce and maybe a little pepper, and then made steaks Worcestershire. So like it, that was just the seasoning. It's part of my. It's part of my stuff. Right. It's is too. It is one of like the seven things I use on. It's got to be Lee and Perrins though. Uh, normally mine is. I went the cheap one this last time. I definitely. I, I have I, before because I had to. Right, and I definitely should have not. Um, but yeah, I, and because I was a fat kid, there were there were times my grandparents moved uh, two blocks away from me when I was in twelve, thirteen, something like that. And uh, I was like, if my parents weren't having anything good, I was like, well, I'm walking to grandma's house and seeing what they're having for dinner. And if it was better, I was calm. Like I'm eating over here. And then if it was bad, I'd be like, oh, I'm going home. Mom. All right, well, check this out, man. Trent's kind of pretty much out of the house, got her own place. I yeah. got it set up. It's a, She's super happy. I'm excited for her. Colton, he's fixing to graduate. And he, you know, going to move off, you know, at the end of summer. The two kids that I'm going to be left, left with are Ashlyn and Cash. They are the pickiest eaters. It's like almost my wife has given up on dinner. I'm pretty picky of an eater, so I can't like, hit too hard. 
Because she'll make a dish like me and Colton, we'll, we'll eat. And even the garage mate. Right. And, uh, but, uh, these two kids, like, she'll make something else or they'll make whatever. They'll usually, and it's just so frustrating. It's like, so now we're going, like, we get extra fin for ourselves now. It's because that's usually we had those, like, one night a week. You know, the kids like that. They make whatever they want, you know, kind of, they usually get something that didn't take any effort, you know, right. like a pizza or chicken fries or, and, uh, fuck. It's just like, now I'm not getting dinner. Yeah, that's like all right. Fuck. Now I got to fend for your fend for myself. I went. Nah, I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, it's bullshit. I was like, you two kids are costing me dinner. I ain't fucking happy about it. I mean, you got to learn how to make some good stuff or just force them to eat. I don't know. I I don't have kid, a kid or kids, so it's hard for me to ex, uh, imagine. But in my world, I do think I would have. I'll probably have hard ass moments because even though a lot of people find me funny in the real world. I also somehow have a serious personality. I've somehow have both and I don't, I don't know how that works. I was very serious for a long time and I'd get angry about stupid stuff. And recently I've changed or at least around the kids. Cause yeah, but like it was, it was putting a little toe on the kids and I was wanting a little better relationship. And I just, some of those things is just like pick and choose your battles. I know. I was like, some of them are just like, I get I don't it. Feel but like the practical, I mean, I don't know what kind of food they're not eating, but like if my mom made, like I was mentioning pork chops and some fucking green beans and a buttered piece of bread or whatever, like I'm going to have to sit there and eat that. I wasn't going to be able to be like, I don't like green beans and there's not salt on it. Like my mom would have been like, then you're not fucking eating. And it wouldn't have been in like some sort of mean way. It just would have been like, because those are your options. No, we we fought that fight. We fought that fight for a good 18 years now. We're burnt out on that fight. You know what I mean? Well, I thought only your young kids were the issue. Well, I know, but well, they've all had their issues. At one point, Colton ain't anything now. He's a human, human garbage can. Right. I mean, when he was little, he was so picky that he tried to, he wanted me to peel the fucking skin off the chicken nuggets. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, your, your mom would do it. You can do it, but I ain't doing that shit. Basically, if it was fast food, I was going to eat it first off. There is no fast food. Peel I wasn't the skin gonna eat. off a of McDonald's chicken nugget. That was the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's crazy. I couldn't even get it. But now he'll eat anything. Now, I say I was picky and I was, but like, I just love meat. And so it's hard for my wife to understand this of like, if there's not meat in a meal, it's not a meal. That's kind of like where I'm from. And if there's not enough meat, I'm like for the rest of the day, like, I could just use some meat though. Like, we got some meat now. It's like, I just, it's fucking weird. And I get it from my dad completely because my dad's the same way. And I wish I did things like he did in certain ways. Like, he was the type that on a Sunday, it was going to be grill day. And he was going to grill like, four meals worth of fucking meat. And then that was going to be in the fridge all week and we could snack on pork chops throughout the week or whatever right and i've never done that i'm like well if i'm I'm gonna cook what i'm eating tonight and it's fresh but i always am like yeah but i used to always just have fucking random like and he'd buy like the shitty steak or whatever but i didn't know any better at the yeah. time and that's the thing i hate the fact i know what some good shit tastes like because i'm like all this shitty shit i realize it's shit um shit, bean, ranch style beans and hamburger meat were a meal <laughs> cannot i haven't eaten ranch style beans in so long uh, the black label, right? Isn't that ranch time? Oh, the black with the yellow or white writing. Yeah, white yeah. writing, yeah. And um, I haven't eaten those. And then the pork and beans, I've tried. 
And I've been like, how did I look? Because they were like one of my favorites. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I used to like them cold and I tried to eat them cold recent, recently ish and was like, I don't think this Morgan is Mays? It. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't like these like I used to. Yeah. So I, I've gotten I, like I used to just sit there and eat beanie weenies all the time. And I, I just I can't do it no more, man. And I have all these cans of Vienna sausages in my frit or in my cabinet because I used to love those as a kid. You know, I hated yeah. potted meat, but I love Vienna sausage. So my dad would eat the potted meat and I'd eat those. And now I eat them and I'm like, why? How on earth did I ever? Like, I've gotten too bougie, I guess. As Every now and then I'll eat one, but I'm just like, huh, I'm kind of like you. It's like, these are weird. <laughs> yeah. And then they've my, always been weird to me. My dad, uh, well, the kind that had the gelatin are always weird, but you got to get the kind that are in water, not the kind that are in. I don't remember what the gelatin's called, but they give us some fucking fancy name and you don't ever remember. I just remember that crap that came out on the spam, which I haven't seen spam in so long because Melissa refuses to let it in the house. I haven't had any as an adult. She said it will not come in in my house. It will not. My dad loves spam. My dad liked pinto cheese. Pimento cheese? Pimento cheese. There you go. Pimento cheese Uh, good. I haven't had that in a long time. But yeah, so like my dad ate a lot of that. My dad would eat like some pickled. They eat all of loaf. All, oh my god, oh, all the loaf, yeah. I'd go down to dad's door, he can he had that goddamn pimento and all the loaf and liverwurst. I remember some liverwurst. Before. I see someone call me about liver day. Where did you get some good livers at? Fuck, who asked for that shit? Oh yeah. And I we would go to uh Grand you remember Grandy's? Didn't they have one at yeah. Ardmore? When we go to Ardmore, my dad would take me to Grandy's and he would always get the lizards and gizzards bill every time. And I'd be like, fucking, why would you why do you want that? But he just that was his shit. And then he would get them anywhere we'd go. If they had lizards and gizzards, that's what he was getting. I was like, all right, fucking weirdo. That sounds like the worst part, man. I know, that's what I think. So anyway, our family, the Mosier stock comes from the poorest of poor. <laughs> that's what, oh my that's what God. we're getting at. <laughs> Uh, apparently hey, my- hey, let me tell you guys, two poors don't make you rich either. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that. so both sides of mine was the poor. And, yeah. yeah. All I've ever known is poor. I worked hard, but fuck. I don't know my biological father what their type of white trash is. Maybe they're not white trash. I don't fucking know. But my that I don't know what our our like mutual family, like through our fathers, they're like not white trash, they're like country mechanic. And I wouldn't say because trash has a negative connotation, but there's like they're definitely this poor class of people. I mean, they definitely come from that. And, but they're like all kind of like, they would work on some cars and they're kind of country ish, but they don't live in the country. They all like Western shit, but they live in the middle of a fucking town. Well, cause they never could afford it. Right. But like, I mean, just try to they, they, you, it'd be like people you would see when you go out to a country, but they live in like, the circle and little houses. Oh, the and, circle is the low income housing of where you Well, that's live. where my dad lives. So. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, people I, just, I didn't know anything else. Other when than we grand. say the circle, I people thought, don't know what man, that means. At, for so long, other than your mom, I thought Granny was like it. Granny and Penny were the only ones that made it. Right. You know, I thought just everyone else lived off Granny. Yeah. I mean, the story goes, and I don't know who all this is. I ain't trying to offend anyone, but the uh, way. Well, I mean, I'm just. The way it goes, been told to me, uh, my mom, uh, my dad started dating my mom when I was like nine weeks old, nine months old, one or two. I don't remember. Uh, I first word I learned to say was dad. I called my dad dad, even though it's my adopted me later on in life. So like to me, it's my dad. Like there you know, right. it's a weird thing when I meet people that are like, yeah, yeah. What about your real dad? I'm like, well, the, I get he's not blood my real dad, but he is my real dad. I have a biological father that I don't fucking know. But um, anyway, he's the shit. He's awesome. Um, but my mom remembers his family being mad because he would buy my mom diapers and me clothes and shit like that. Right. And 
they he had a job when he was 13 at the feed store and he paid rent at 13 years old and he always loaned money to his sisters. And so when my mom started going, Hey, you can't be loaning money to your sisters all the time. Cause they never pay you back. A lot of people got really mad at my mom and, uh, they started calling mom a gold digger, which I think is really funny given the, how much money everyone was making. You know, no shit. This time Man, period. I'm going to need a feed store employee. If they weren't for, uh, what the fuck is his name? Well, at this time, Floyd, he, Pappy Floyd. Yeah. He didn't pay people well, shit, people. At the moment, at this time, I guess he was the butcher at Shelton's, the grocery store. And also he worked at the feed store. So he had two jobs, you know, so he was doing it. Now my dad owns that land now, which I think is pretty badass. Um, where the feed stores on. And uh, yeah, so for a long time, that's how I went. And then my parents broke up when I was like three years old. But my dad, who again, not my, he's my mom's fucking boyfriend. He still took me to like Chuck E. Cheese and McDonald's and shit on the weekend. Like he was still fucking. Now, in hindsight, maybe someone's like, that's fucking weird shit. But not really. I mean, if it was awesome. Right? attached to a kid. Right. And so I remember getting them back together because I remember going to Burger King mm-hmm. and I remember telling my father, yeah, mom really wanted to come, but you never invite her. I remember just lying. I remember thinking of the lot and just saying it. And then he got real fucking like, you know, interested. And then I went and told my mom the same thing, like just lied to her. And then eventually they started dating again. And then uh, they got married and I, you know, he adopted me and all that shit. And uh, so everything's been great. But at that beginning part, you were saying like my mom, you know, being successful, my mom didn't do a lot. She just was really good at keeping my dad like, hey, quit fucking like you're and again, not to hate on his family. There's just some uh, leech leechers. Yes, in the family. Is. Right. And so my mom's the type to be like, you aren't loaning anyone money. My mom's told me that if I die and your father's alive, I need you to drive here immediately and make sure no one gets anything. <laughs> And I was like, I got you. I got you. So, dude, it's bad. It's bad, Mo. I mean, when um, my dad died, right. showed up, people were like really fighting over butter bowls and fucking Walmart sacks, dude. Like, I know I want those. I want, God damn, people. Yeah, I know. I, I just, with I our at, granny, I, I looked at my brother, threw my hands up in the air, and said, uh, What do y'all want me to load up? Because uh, I, I don't want anything. Right. I, I'm not doing this. Yeah, it's. I never thought it would be that crazy. It's just stupid. I mean, it wasn't really arguments. It's just like you're looking around like, are you fucking serious? Well, from the way I've heard, even people I work with, because I've we've talked about this at work and stuff, when someone passes and you have stuff, uh, people turn into like reality show version of themselves where it's like, I deserve it. I earned it. You know, and shit like that. We're like, whoa. Like, in my opinion, and this is probably because I'm an only child, and I know like if my parents all pass away, like I just get everything. I'm not gonna fight anyone for anything. I mean, they have a will for it just in case, but like I mean, I'm an only child. I just I never think about like I'm competing with someone. It's been so bad to like get something. I to me, if anything, the responsibility that I have of like my parents go downhill or if one of them like oh man you know i gotta really help take care of the other one but uh i've never had those feelings of competition like that and it does seem to destroy a lot of people well like when i was young um probably fourth fifth grade you know my uh, great grandpa died he left all of his grandkids these thousands of acres he divided each square mile by eight he did it eight by eight by eight. <laughs> he that. divided that shit. So, I mean, they fought tooth and nail. Like, they it took them years. And there's really, like, three sisters that talk here. These two brothers talk here, but they don't talk 
it was such a big argument over my grandpa's house and his land and everything he has. Even though he tried to divide it, tried to prevent all this, they fought tooth and nail, and it was the ugliest thing I ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. Uh, I told my kids, I uh-huh. said, if y'all act like that, I, I will burn everything I own. Right. I'll put that in the fucking claws. I mean, even now, because my parents are in the or they're in the process of opening a liquor store um and they don't need to they thought they needed to to do this thing you know to generate money for my father to have a job and now he's got in disability so it's this whole fucking shit's off in the air but even through that there's part of me that's like excited because i'm like if someday i got the liquor store you know that's like guaranteed and like that's a guaranteed job or whatever and another part of me is like fuck the responsibility of having a liquor like it's also like, or, and I've told my mom, I was like, uh, before y'all die, can you go ahead and sell some houses in Warica? Cause y'all got two now and I ain't trying to have two houses in Warica. That's yeah. crazy. Like, so I'm, I joke a lot because my mom's like super open about, they take a lot of trips. So she'll be like, wow, we're leaving a so-and-so and remember what bank to go to if we died. I'm like, why the fuck are you talking about this? My mom's the top. She's like, we're ready. Right. And that's probably why I'm a little cold. She's organized. Sounds like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's like, and you know, the code. That's of good. I mean, yeah. And that I think because she is like that people, it's been very well for her. Like I'm definitely jealous of my mom's work ethic and willpower. She's very uh, able to focus and set goals and shit. And I'm like, I'm not good at that as much. Like I, I have my moments. I make some creative shit, but like in real life, it's when I'm like, I need to have this much money by this date. I don't have this ability that my mom would be like, all right, well, we're just, it's going to happen. Like, and she, she would make it work. I don't have this ability. I yeah. still don't know how my stepdad fed six, all six of us, seven of us at times in that house for what he made. Right. I know he was super sharp at math and he was sitting there and you'd see him punching numbers and figuring shit. And I don't know how he made it work. Don't yeah. know. People do though. Um, all right. I guess, uh, skinny. I haven't really hit him up today. Hopefully he remembers all this is happening. Um, but one thing I'm not going to go full detail on because since we talk so long about random shit, um, but eventually I'm going to try to get CJ Jones maybe on here to tell me about Jake and Logan Paul. Cause I don't really for honestly, all that stuff like the last year I've thought Jake Paul and Logan Paul were the same person until this last week when I saw, well, I always knew that one of them had a brother, but I thought only one was boxing this whole time. And that was all one person. And I was like, Oh wait, these are two different people boxing. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to match so close together? And I like went and looked it all up. And I know that CJ Jones, who calls the podcast, uh, you know, probably time, uh, on internet friends three, go check it out. He listens to Logan Paul's podcast, I believe. And so like, he's really familiar. Cause he's told me their podcast is actually good. He goes, I know the dude's a douchebag, but you need to listen to his podcast. It's really good, but I never have. And, uh, you know, people don't know one of them fought this MMA fighter a couple weeks ago and won very easily. But now everyone before the match, people are like, no way he's winning. Then after the match, like, well, of course he won. That guy's not even good at boxing. And I'm like, well, which one is it? And so and then now a lot of people all think that guy was paid to lose. Maybe I don't fucking know. But anyway, new word out there is Floyd Mayweather. And then the the more famous of the brothers are fighting on June 6th. Right. And so. I'm, I kind of want to know who they are and how they got famous. So I'm going to see if CJ Jones can give me the lowdown on that. All right. On his backstory. We'll see. Or their backstory. I know they're YouTubers and, and all that, but. Um, well, if, hell, he's about to get paid if he's fighting Mayweather. I mean, he's been getting paid. I mean, if anything, paid. no, he's going to really get paid if he's fighting him. But I think the only thing that brings Mayweather out is the fact that he's like, oh, this guy's going to bring him as much money as because Mayweather would come out for a lot of body, you know, so it has to be like substantially a lot right. of money. Um, now, from the very early previews, 
I think Mayweather's given up like 30 pounds here. You know, so it is an exhibition. It's not a real batch. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, 30 pounds is a lot. I get he's like the best ever, what people say. Um, I, I listened to maybe it was, uh, yeah, Bill Simmons podcast. He had Dana White on or whatever. They're talking to like the problem with boxing. And I agreed with all the what they said is that too many people, because Mayweather started it, they started this trend of like chasing undefeated. Where that was the play, right? So then if you're undefeated, your next pay-per-view is worth more. Next pay-per-view. Where like back in like the golden era, or you can say silver era, maybe Tyson was a golden era, whatever, of boxing. Like Muhammad Ali, George, where all those guys had losses to each other. Because they yeah. all just fucking fought the greatest all the time. You know, and they would all have five or six losses or whatever. But uh, in this modern age, people just stay away from each other. They do like two fights a year, and I'm just like, damn. Yeah. And then you got other people that are like like the uh, Forrest Griffin. He fucking you'd see him five five, six times a year. Yeah. And the UFC and what Dana White really has going for him, because I don't know I don't always love Dana White, but he is the Vince McMahon. He's the one that says, You have to fight them. And you can't back out of it. Yeah. Because I'm the commish and y'all are fighting. You know, whereas in boxing, guys are like, I ain't fighting him. And they well, just I know, if they don't want to fight, he takes the belt and moves the next contender on. Right. So I, I do like that. makes them set out or whatever. I really want to get into UFC. I might have to get uh, ESPN Plus or whatever. Like, I used to be really into it during the Ultimate Fighter, you know, when that was, like, really in its heyday. And I really enjoyed MMA stuff, but I really have fallen out of it. I like UFC. I just, I can't pay fucking $70 a month for a pay or $50 a month for a pay Well, yeah, it's, I think ESPN Plus, which is, like, $8 a month now, whatever, they, I think if you had that, you get their pay-per-views. Oh, uh, yeah? Or because half of them or there's something. There's a weird but. fucking pay-per-view clause here in Sparklight that we can't get. I mean, if you have cable, you can't even get pay-per-views in Ada. Yeah, not this far, but I think you can get. I know you can't do the ESPN Plus app. Okay. Well, hit up Pow Wow on our Discord because I know he's watched them. I believe on he he has ESPN Plus, so we'll ask him how it goes. Um, but I, I that is something I've wanted to get back into just because in college. You know, I was of that age group yeah. where people were because Forrest Whitaker, I mean, that Forrest Whitaker Ultimate Fighter was a big fucking deal. And everyone loved that season. And then eventually, like the Rampage into, season. I got in when Tito and <laughs> Chuck Liddell. That, yeah, that I was I was really into it then. I remember the first time I actually got, quote unquote, into UFC was playing UFC Undisputed 2, I think, on the PlayStation 2. It's old video game. And I was in South Padre. Uh, my friend Justin Boone came with me and I had, I just bought that game at like a GameStop or whatever and we played the fuck out of it and it was so, so fun. The first UFC I bought, it was super fucking hard. It was like UFC 3, it was fucking ridiculous. UFC 3 is hard. The submission's pretty hard. I loved it though. But uh, that the last one that came out before EA got it, that was when we played at like all of our party. Like, you know, if we were having a party, like yeah. we'd have that on a TV. And so like we all got really good at it. To me, the games are just too e- they're too easy against the computer and they're too hard against real people for me and so like when i go online and shit so i'm like i don't i can't love this or whatever oh speaking of video games real quick since i brought them up i did buy a video game spur of the moment today and um, which comes out at midnight tonight and uh so it'll be my first ps5 purchase like this um it's a game called returnal we'll see if i love it or not but i heard nothing but great reviews all day on all these podcasts because they could let them out today and i was like god damn it i'm gonna play i'm buying it fuck it (laughs) i was like sounds cool hell yeah Uh, it's a weird shooter game um i play games like dead cells and binding of isaac's my all-time favorite games these they're called roguelikes where your son will be familiar with them uh you like where you start a game and if you die you have to start the very beginning 
you know, maybe if you get past a couple levels or some sort of progression, like your character levels up, but like you don't, but you basically have to keep restarting the game and those are called roguelikes. And so maybe you'll have a like, it's like you get a better sword for your next run throughs, but in general, it's like you're restarting, but you're a little better. So anyway, I really enjoy these type of games. I play them a lot. This game is like a triple A 3d, you know, a third person shooter, 70, $60 sort of game, you know, like a big deal, not like a little $10 version. Like I normally love. So I was like, well, if I want to see if it's really worth it, I'm going to, I'm going to try, but it, apparently it's really fucking hard and you can play for however many hours and die and just have to fucking restart over. Uh, so it's, it's probably Mario world back on Nintendo. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to see, I don't love shooters and that's the big deal, but uh, this company put out a game called Resogun on the PS4, which was one of my all time favorite games on the PS4, which was um, a little spaceship shooting fucking thing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to support them. I'm going to buy this game. It's the first big release on the PS5 um, this year. Anyway, what's your gamer score? Yeah. See, see what that is. You got a high gamer score? Oh, on Xbox? Uh, Hell, I don't know. PlayStation, then? Well, it's hard to say. So, on Xbox, they do have gamer scores. I don't know what would be high these days, but back in the day, I used to care a little bit. On the PlayStation, they do a trophies. Right. Is a different version. Um, I think mine's in, like, the 300. Because they, they change them, and they call it 999. So, I think I'm in, like, the three. Um, I guess I Cold was up. like 222. Well, someone brought, I got a gamer girl at work that runs make town. She just talks about gaming. I would say only about, one person of my friend's list has a higher one than me. So I talks about gaming. It talks like, oh, I got her 222 and Colton had her 227. She was a little salty about it. Oh, well, I have but, way but more. She than had that. like 11 platinums and he, Colton only had like eight. Or, um, Mine's 333. Damn. But I have 22 platinums. Hell yeah. So, um, I just knew I was like, well, these these people are these little kids talking about gaming. I'm like, man, I know gamers. Hold on, let me find a real gamer score. Well, something that helps me is I have PS3 trophies. I mean, that, that's as far back as you can go on some of these. Um, I also play a lot of Vita at one time, so that gave me a couple of trophies here and there. Um, I haven't until probably uh, the last few years cared about the Platinums, you know. But now, like, for instance, I'm still working on the Stardew Valley Platinum, and it's going to be... I mean, I've already put... 112 hours into just this most recent game and this is the fourth game i've started and i've played so i played it three other times before that's many times but this one i'm like i'm really gonna try to get the platinum and do everything and i'm still looking at it and i have to there's some dumb shit like ship one of every item and there's some things that i've never even seen and i have that many hours in the game and there's still shit i've never seen i'm like god damn it <laughs> but i'm committed because i love the game and so i I have a weird way of like, you know, like the Indian killing the buffalo and they have to do their uh, rituals. <laughs> I feel like on games I love, I have to I have to get the platinum to prove that I love them. You know, Indian well, and the well, buffalo. Fucking that shit that you haven't seen. YouTube that shit. Where to find it? Well, I'm, I have. I looked up. You have to get to level 120 of these mines. And so today after uh, work, I was like, let's see how far I can go down these mines. And I got to level 61 before I ran out of time. And I was like, I have to go twice as far down these mines before the day runs out. So I got to figure out how to do this. So now I do need to be like, oh. there has to be some sort of trick or whatever. Um, so I'm sure I'll research it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the last, the hardest trophy in the game is in the game. There's a little mini game. Like there's an arcade cabinet in the game and it's like an old regular Nintendo style game that you have to beat the whole thing without dying on that game. And apparently that's the hardest thing of it. And I haven't even attempted it. Oh, so maybe I'll never get the platinum. Maybe I'll get so in love with another game. I'll never go back. But at the moment it is like my constant, I can chip away a little bit at this. Oh yeah. So, um, all right. Last thing I'm bringing up, 
I don't know if Skinny remembered we're doing a podcast. I don't need to text him. But last thing I'll bring up, there's this rapper called Blueface, right? He can't rap or shit. In my opinion, he can't rap on beat. Um, but he had this video come out this week that he has like a hoe prison in his house, like where he has like five or six women that live with him with bunk beds and he's forced them to get tattoos of his face on him to like brand them or else they have to move out. Crazy shit that's like he's totally getting an R. Kelly top series ran on him of like, He's abusing these women, but there's an argument to be made if they're all adults and they're choosing to be there. And I know that's what some people are saying, but the other part is like, well, if they're like psychologically being tortured, like emotionally in some way, I don't fucking know. And when it's a gang of them, yeah, like, I'm crazy shit. So anyway, be on the lookout for blue face news in like a year or so of whenever people start caring about this. All right. Um, all right. You got anything else? No, I don't think we bullshitted enough. All right, man. Uh, we'll see uh, what else uh, we got next week. All right. Peace. Peace.